When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. I really need to take that down because it really distracts me every time. It's just a bit of casual moisturizer, is all it is. But it uh, really distracts me every time I'm looking in the, uh, I'm looking at my uh, my visage here. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Not my uh, male grooming um, uh, routine or anything like that. We're here today to talk about our season preview, and I'm really, really excited about this season as everybody, I think, should be, given that, yes, there are a couple of questions around the, around the squad, and we will talk about those, I suppose, in greater detail, and um, probably without the without the emotion, I suppose, the, that, that I certainly would have had after that uh, that game uh, against Ren, um towards certain players, uh, and we will talk about it with cooler heads today, I think. Um, but, Paddy, first of all, before we get on to that, how are things with you at the minute? Things are wonderful, apart from the fact that I'm absolutely dying of death here all day, but it was self-inflicted, so um, you did well to get me still awake at half nine tonight, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting one as well. I was asleep in the coach uh, inside as well, and um, when I heard... By the way, I want to thank 57 sane people here um, that aren't watching the final of Love Island and chose to tune into us instead, which uh, means an awful lot. Uh, <laughs> or maybe they're watching both and multitasking. I mean, that's well, that's that's another thing. They're even sounder if that's the case, because uh, they're probably getting the brownie points at home for watching Love Island, but they're casually looking at us underneath, uh, just behind a pillow on on their phone, and that's okay too. That's okay too. Um, I'm laughing here as well at John's. Uh, John Steele just put this up. That's why I was laughing when we first came on. Is it just me or does the avatar of Paddy and Neil's chest are about to start line dancing or doing a macarena? <laughs> Could do. <laughs> I didn't notice that previously, but we're definitely not changing it. No, we're definitely not changing it. No. Um, 
Yeah, so we're going to take a little look at the season preview for 2022-2023. And I was thinking, uh, I was thinking that, you know, this was going to be a long one and it's going to be a long podcast. But like we've we've spoken so much and I, 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 I've, I've got opinions, I suppose, on after thinking about preseason and, and, and as to what the season brings. But uh, we've spoken so much about it over the last two or three weeks that I think that this one um, is uh, is going to be more about what you guys feel in the comments. So continue to keep on popping through your comments. And uh, I'll fix my camera here slightly. That's a bit better. And uh, we'll use any comments that you guys have and we'll rely on those as well. See what you guys want for, for the season preview. But I, or Sorry, for the season ahead. But as I say, myself and Paddy will chat through um, chat through any pieces that we have. So, like, it's it's going to be a weird season, Paddy. And I, and I know we spoke about this when the fixtures were released, but it's going to be a really weird season. I think it's going to be a situation during the season whereby there are times, like, if we thought last season was a small bit disjointed, we were, we were winning games, we were losing games, we were winning games, we were losing games. I think that that trend for a lot of teams will come. Uh, we will see that again this year, given the fact that we're going to have a five-week break in the middle of the season. I think some teams are going to come back kind of um, burning oil after after that break. What's your view on, I suppose, that, that first of all, that kind of truncated part of the season? And do you think that... Do you think it kind of it's a help or a hindrance for any any team specifically? Also, I suppose. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the time to judge that is when it comes around because it could be a break that we need if we if we if we start badly in order to to get uh, those that aren't traveling to the World Cup to which <laughs> let's face it, there's not too there's loads of them going, but it looks with mm. um we've so many internationals in our team, but uh, they're not going to get a rest. But the ones that aren't involved will get a rest, which can only be a good thing. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't envisage anybody, or, or I haven't spoken to anybody who's actually happy about the whole thing. It, it's a mess, like it really is a mess. Um, it's a World Cup that should never have been awarded, and it's not a World Cup that I don't think anybody is looking forward to. It. Not obviously, you know, if your country's there, you'll be looking forward to it and you'll watch it. But I don't feel it's one that I can buy into because uh, at the end of the day, we're Villa fans. We want, we want to watch Villa when we're supposed to be watching Villa. And it's a nice time of year for football. You get plenty of it. It's it's, it's dark, it's dank at night. It's nice to get the live matches on the telly. And mm. now, now we're looking at a, a World Cup played in Syrian Heat at stupid o'clock. So um, no, none of it really appeals to me. I, th- I think the time difference isn't that bad. So I think we will still get our evening games and probably get more football than we would have got if it was not so, yeah. So we still have tons of football on TV. So for the casual football fan, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And and obviously, yeah. when I say casual football fan, I suppose I mean us because our country isn't there. But uh, I know what you mean. Regards to that, like there's going to be some dead rubbers. There's going to be some really really turgid games. Right some there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be real. Like I think this World Cup isn't going to blow the doors off anybody. You know, considering the fact that it's a different time of the year. Players would be. Uh, yeah, players will be managed coming into it, should I say, and um, maybe not managed, maybe there'll be balls to the wall with their clubs, and they should be, I think. Um, but yeah, it'll, be, it'll have a different dynamic, and we, we will see that. But I've brought up here in the screen, Paddy, uh, all the fixtures. 
And yes, we're going to go down through each block of fixtures that we can see here. And I'm going to put you on the spot for win-lose, 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 win-lose. And at the end, we're going to see how many points Paddy thinks we're going to get at the end of the season. Uh, because we can all talk about, oh, I think we're going to finish 7th. Or I think we're going to finish 8th. Or I think we're going to finish 14th. Or I think that we're just about going to stay up. Or whatever the situation is. But it doesn't mean a hit of beans. When you look at the two at the two past two seasons we've had, our season that we finished, 11th under Dean Smith in a lot of other seasons in the Premier League would have gotten us into Europe and our season last season which where we finished 14th was uh, like we, we finished with a lesser points total obviously um, and so I think it's more so looking at what, what our points total will be over the course of the season more so than looking at our position because there are anomalies like last season we would call us an anomaly the fact that we drew so few games uh, there was, you know, up to a point of the season we were either winning or we were losing, and that's anomalous, really. When you look at, at the greater scheme of a thirty-eight game, uh, thirty-eight game league, so I think we look at it that way as opposed to me putting you in the spot and saying, "Oh, what position do you think we will finish in?" Because there will be, uh, there could be one team that goes undefeated, and then that really skews the points as it goes down through throughout the course of the league. Yes. Now, to do this, Paddy, I need to get a piece of paper. <laughs> I need to get a piece of paper so I can write down. It's all about accountability here and, and for the beloved Pomegranate podcast, as you, as you guys well know. So we're going to take it here. I'm obviously not going to do this because I don't want to be accountable for anything. So I'm going to make Paddy my guinea pig on this one. And Paddy, looking at the month of August, we've got, some might say that we've got a, we've got a chance to come out of the blocks, you know, with yes. some points. We've got Bournemouth, Everton, Crystal Palace, West Ham and Arsenal. Um, but like, without any spoiler alert, how many points do you think that we would get from that? And I suppose breaking into uh, into wins and losses. You don't have to tell me who who we think we'll win or lose against. But if you just want to put it into wins and losses, um, and then we can tally up the points afterwards. Yeah, the, this this is probably the easiest one. I, I'm going for three wins and two defeats in this one. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't think there's any prizes for guessing where this where I think the three wins are going to come from, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'd be happy with that to, to come out of those five games with nine points. There's a possibility we might get a draw out of West Ham, depending on how we're set up when it comes to the 27th of August. But uh, I'm going to go with, with nine points from those five. Excellent. September, let's look at those. Man City, Leicester, Southampton. Maybe a more difficult proposition, but then again, oh, yeah. I don't know whether Southampton's young players are going to be any good. We won't know about that until they start playing. And then obviously we have the the terrifying um, Manchester City in the 3rd of September as well. Leicester haven't yeah. really done anything either and they look like they could be losing no. two more. For the exactly, yeah. I think, I think they're a team that's in a rebuild there. Um, this one's a little bit easier. I'm going to go four points on this one. One win, one loss, one draw. The win obviously uh, coming against Man City. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> given. Put that one down in your uh, banker. So in October, we've got Leeds, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, Fulham, Brentford and Newcastle. For me, this is moving month for Aston Villa. If they are serious Absolutely. about Europe, yeah. this is moving month. Puts us into, into November and into in a, in a good frame of mind going in towards that, that World Cup, which will be a break. Yeah. I, I, I think you're absolutely right with this one. I'm going to go for one, two, three, four wins, one draw, and one defeat. And I think this is our, you think you're, you've hit the nail on the head there. This is our most important month. Six games in there. Uh, 
four or five or <laughs> five winnable games, but I'm putting in one draw just for for a skew. But uh, I have us down to lose to Chelsea, maybe. Yeah, that's thirteen points in that one tomorrow. And saying four wins, one draw. Yeah, for thirteen points. Then November, we've obviously got the truncated part of the season. Manchester United at home and Brighton away. Um, this is a difficult one because we don't know where they're going to be at that stage. I'm going to go for two points here. Okay. Brighton have been the kings of the draws, and I think anytime we play Man United, we're, we're nearly happy with a draw in the league. Have Brighton done any business yet this season? Don't think so. I haven't seen anything now. Now that you mention it, um, I probably should be paying more attention, but uh, they're, they're a lot further down the line than when I need to worry about them. Uh, I, I think they must have done some business because uh, I think it was only Leicester or the only team that haven't bought anyone, or that was maybe a week ago. So I'm just going to take a look mm. here. Oh, they have, yeah. They've 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 bought uh, an 18 year old. Oh, yeah. They've they've bought some young players. They bought a, a left winger from North uh, from Northland for seven million. Simon Edingra. Have I got to be really honest with you? I've never really heard of him. And then they bought Julio Encisco from Libertad of, um, they bought it from Libertad of Paraguay uh, for ten million, as well. So um, they've done a lot of work over the last few years in picking up good young players like uh, Moise Casado as well that they have him Moses Casado I don't know whether it's Moise or whether it's Moses uh, Casado that they have there and you know the likes of McAllister that they have Trossard all good young yeah. players. That they, that they have it looks like they're they're playing hardball with Cucurella going to Man City, so and Basuma's gone from them as well. Uh, yeah. Brighton, Brighton, yeah, yeah, Brighton are, are are someone to be looked out for, I think, and you know, mm -hmm. it'll be a real test of Graham Potter's metal, you know, to get yeah. uh, to get a tune from that. But anyway, you're going with a draw in that one. So then, obviously, we've got uh, December, a tough cookie. I would have liked uh, something a bit easier to ease our yeah. way back into. Premier League action than having Liverpool and Spurs. That's it. I don't. I don't. I don't envisage uh, Stephen Gerrard's going to be manager of the month for December. So okay. I'm going to go for no points from those two games. Yeah, and I think that's pretty fair. I think uh, Spurs are going to be a serious beast this season. Um, but uh, we've talked that about them before, and uh, it didn't come about. Uh, then we move on towards. Uh, Move on towards January. We've got Wolves, Leeds, and Southampton. Wolves, a team who've only bought two players. My favorite, Nathan Collins, um, which means they're going to win the league. And they've just made the loan signing of Wang. Um, Chan. Yeah. yeah. Um, this this one could very well be manager of the month territory. So I go over nine points here. Okay, nine points in January. Very optimistic, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. As I say, now is the time to be optimistic. Um, mm. February then sees us with Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, Everton. If anybody else is playing along at home with this, don't be afraid. When we're finished, don't want to skew Paddy's uh, Paddy's um, <laughs> thought process. When we're finished, pop in what you think our points total will be, uh, because this is interesting when you look at them. And I know every game we're looking at in a vacuum, and we could have ten injuries in October, and it could decimate our season. But obviously, we we don't know. We don't have our, our mystic big ball in that stage. But in February, we've got Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, and Everton. 
another kind of a bit of a mixed bag. Arsenal obviously blowing the doors off teams in preseason. If they can bring that into the Premier League, then they would be formidable and North London will be a battleground again. But what do you make of February, Paddy? Uh, tough month again. Uh, this this month I'm going to go for four points. I can't decide where the win is going to come, but I'm going for a win, a win, a draw, and two defeats. Perfect. So then in March we have Crystal Palace, West Ham, and Bournemouth again. Um, yeah, not not a bad month. Got to be said. Um, I'm going for seven points here. Being optimistic. Seven points. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I could see. I could see a win against Crystal Palace. I know Crystal Palace being a bogey team for us, but you know you could definitely see four points there, and seven wouldn't be out of the question. Mm. Uh, while I, I, I'm beginning to cool on Palace, from one simple point is that yes, they've done some really nice business, but when you look at their fullbacks and you look at their strikers, there's like they're two big areas that teams can get caught. Now there's lots of yeah. lots of time left for them to put a striker out of the bag or to pull a. Um, a, a couple of full-backs out of the bag. So it's a, it, it, it's something for them to think about for sure. April then sees one, two, three, four, six games again. Chelsea, Forest, Newcastle, Brentford, Fulham and Manchester United. Um, I'm going to go nine points here. I think this could, I think that could be a wobbly time. Uh, and I think nine, nine points could be a decent return. From those games. And what do you mean make with that two wins, three draws kind of a thing? Um yes. Okay. And may we finish up with Wolves, Spurs, and Liverpool again, and then Brighton. The aforementioned Brighton, yeah. who we only just realized have lost a decent amount of players and haven't really <laughs> bought many people. Yeah. Um another difficult month. I'm gonna go four points here. Four points here and one win, one draw. Okay, so at the end of the year, talk amongst yourselves so I use the calculator on my phone because I don't want to get this wrong. So it's four plus nine plus seven plus four plus nine plus two plus 13 plus four plus nine equals. Three, four, five, six, nine, twelve, one, two, three, four, five, twelve, seventeen, seventeen wins. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten draws. Yeah, so and eleven losses then. Yeah, so seventy. So you're going with seventeen, ten, and eleven as our record. Seventeen wins, ten draws, and two, eleven losses, and that would give us. A, a points total of 61 points. Seems a lot. It does. But, but it, it seems a lot, but I'll be honest with you, you know, when you take each game in its in its singularity like that, I couldn't disagree with a lot of the numbers that you gave me, if that makes sense. Yeah. 61 points, just looking at last year's table, will put us sixth. And if anyone saw the, what was it, the 538... Uh, they did some statistical analysis and uh, um, they ran it through some supercomputer and Villa came out finishing, I think, seventh in the league for them uh, behind Manchester United, uh, which, to be honest with you, which I think we'd all be dancing around the place. It would be an all-pants dance party, um, I think, uh, if if we were to finish seventh in the league. But that's where Steven Gerrard is on record. I always think it's stupid for managers to do that, is to go on record of actually nailing down a place 
because everyone's going to remember he said finishing seventh is is where I think we can finish. And if they don't finish, he's just made a rod for his back, like regardless of what yeah. happens during the course of the year. But he said that he thinks we can finish seventh. I still think we're probably one, maybe. I think if we got maybe one more player in, either in midfield or in attack, you know, we've got a pretty... And this is where we now transition to talk about the actual squad. And do we have the squad in comparison to other teams that, that, are, that are there in the league to maybe finish somewhere between, let's say, is let's just say ninth and seventh this season? And Paddy, I think we do. The more I think, like, we, we can we can search for perfection an awful lot. And we can yeah. search, you know, we can say X player isn't good enough or Y player isn't good enough or, or anything like that. But when, like, when you total it up against the rest of the league, we're in a pretty, pretty, pretty good position with regards to our squad depth and our squad ability, our, our squad's, um, uh, our squad, uh, the names in our squad and the, the talent in our squad. Actually, mm. sorry, Paddy, just before you do this, we have some points in there. Let me see. Total points. Alfie's Reef says he, 55 points for me. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good shout. I think that's where we should be looking at. We should be looking at 55 points uh, and above for me. 54 points for Barry. Um, 52 for Steve. Um, I've got us achieved 112 points, says Leighton Castle. <laughs> um, 50 says Rex Colt. Uh, and this is a real important one. Seb, you're one of the so if, for anybody who doesn't read the comments in our YouTube, you should read some of Seb's. Uh, Seb puts super detail into some of the comments and uh, and, and they're really, really in-depth. But Seb says home form has got to improve drastically. Six wins all last season. 100%. Our home form is going to be the key to us having a good season or everybody's yeah. going, meh, by, by February again and kind of losing interest. And we can't have you losing interest because we can't be talking to like two people um, on the podcast lads. So uh, we need you to stay interested. And in, it's, in, it's a in huge, it's a huge thing. If if we if we can make uh, Villa Park a fortress, both both on the pitch and off the pitch with with the fans, I think it's a huge opportunity to pick up the points that we missed out on last season. So if we could just con- concentrate on that home form and let the away form look after itself, I think we'd be looking pretty good. Mm. Western Oud says 56. James Sanders says 69 points. Owen Bradley says 58. 62 for Spade. XG Music. Ronan says, uh, Ronan Ward says 58. Uh, 62 points for Ian. 58 for Rob Henry. Uh, 69. That's James again. 69. Um, This is a great point. Got to make sure we're taking maximum points from relegation fodder teams this season. Zero points against Watford last year. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like those. Anyone ever watched that Simpsons episode where Sideshow Bob keeps walking on a rake and it keeps on hitting him in the face and he can't get out of all these rakes because he keeps it? That's what those games against Watford were. Mm. Like complete unforced errors in in that game. I remember I have vivid memories of eviscerating Marvelous Nakamba after that first game because he was just so bad in that game. He couldn't hold his position anywhere and it was just, it was amateur hour. Uh, the, the the way that our midfield went out in that game, and I suppose maybe that was a telling sign for some of the rest of the games that season, where our midfield was a small bit, um, a small bit paper thin, and 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 people were able to get through them as well. Leighton says sixty is the aim. Yeah, I I think I think anywhere from fifty five to sixty is well, so anywhere I think fifty five is a fifty five is doable. I think anything mm-hmm. above that is jam. Um, I think, uh, but not saying that it can't be done. Uh, because our squad, I've just said that our squad is very, very good uh, in, in comparison with a lot of the rest of the teams there. Um, Owen says a great one as well. If you take max points from the bottom five, that's 10, 10 wins right there. If we don't take six points against Bournemouth, 
I'd be absolutely pissed off. And the reason being is even Scott Parker came out and said, lads, I'm not even sure we have five defenders for the weekend because of yeah. all the injuries that they have. We should be going out to blow the doors off of Bournemouth. All respect to Bournemouth. Absolutely all respect to Bournemouth. Nothing can happen. But they haven't strengthened massive amount. They've bought Marcus Tavernier to play left back when he's, when he's an actual right back. And they've a lot of injuries. There's a lot of things there that we should be going out there to exploit them, get ourselves off the board uh, pretty well. Like looking at Brighton, Brighton are going to be a, a tough cookie, but we should at least be taking one game off Brighton, if not two. Uh, like when you look at the relegation fodder teams, as, as, as was said there, there aren't too many of them, but I still think that we should be beating teams like Fulham. I think Brentford are going to regress towards the mean. I think Forest are going to be good, but they still be there for the taking. I think Wolves, Wolves are an aging team that haven't had an awful lot of uh, improvements, and it looks like they might be losing Max Kilman um, to, to Chelsea. Uh, I heard a little birdie told me that that might be pretty far down the line, uh, Max Kilman. So, you know, once again, they're being weakened in areas. And I know this is all, I actually didn't really want to do this, this season preview until after the transfer window was shut because we could be here waxing away. And then all of a sudden, I think last year, Paddy, we actually did our season preview before Jack Grealish was sold, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, that had a massive knock on it. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we spoke about Danny Ings. We spoke yeah. about Danny Ings um, yeah. in it. Um, you, have, you haven't even mentioned Leeds there as well. I expect the likes of Leeds to be going, you want to be going and taking six points off. Well, There's a couple, a couple more in there as well. Like he said, the bottom five, it, it, that's, abso- like, that's absolutely spot on. You think of the points that you throw away against the, the lesser teams, it's scandalous. So we just got, you just got to have a bit more belief. And look, there's a, there's a lot of money being, being spent here um, between new contracts and signings and whatever. And the fans have been asked to fork out an awful lot of money. So there has yep. to be there has to be an improvement, hundred percent. We're we're going into a, a, a what could be a meteoric season for the club when you think on the last day of the season they're gonna knock that north stand and increase the capacity to over fifty thousand. This is a huge, huge season. They they need to be putting those fifty odd thousand bums on those seats when this thing is built. So uh it's 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 important that there's a huge improvement and that we can move on from next season. It would be a great season to get European football of any type, whether it's finishing thirteenth in a, in a cup, and we're going to get to that in a moment. And I know that Matt Kendrick uh, sparked internet. The internet he broke in Birmingham when he said his uh, his prediction of he wouldn't mind if he got relegated and won a cup, <laughs> which uh, isn't, wouldn't wouldn't be my preferred thing. But uh, no. fair play to Matt for having the balls to say it. <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, it, it would be it'll be an interesting one as well when we take into account the cups. Uh, Paddy, let's talk about our squad first before we get down to, uh, to to predictions and stuff like that at the end. Um, yeah, looking at our squad and and uh, I listened to the Villa View did a, a great a really really great season preview. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, the Villa View that Ty, that Villa Analytics, that Simon Lines and uh, and Dan, they're on the Luke Roper box in Villa Park. Um, and uh, it was really good, and they, they spoke a lot of sense, and uh, it was only when they were going down through the list of players that we had, and even looking at our left-back position, now that we've got two internationals there that actually play left-back, and Luke Dean and, and Ludwig Augustinsson, and you're kind of looking, you're going, show me an area whereby if we had an injury to our starter, we wouldn't have somebody to come in there that would be at least 75 to 80% as good as them um, when they're in there. And I suppose really goalkeeper is probably the only area when, when you look at it. 
Um, that's not to say that the player that's starting there is the best in his in in, in his area. Um, like we would probably like a lot of people would be saying here, oh, if Watkins gets injured, we've got Danyings or Vings gets injured, we've got we've got Watkins, but they're not Premier League standard. That seems to be the talking point of the day uh, at the moment as well. But with the squad, Paddy, looking down through it, we're pretty pretty stacked in some areas. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I'm. I, listen, I'm happy enough with the squad, but. Uh, there is still room for improvement, so I think I think f- for now their their sole focus is getting people out the door. So once they get those two or three players out the door, the likes of Freddie Gilbert, who we've spoken about, uh, I think we can add Bertrand Traore to that list now as well, um, and where Al Ghazi. I think if they got rid of those three players and brought in two or three players, as in. <laughs> We we all we all say we want a striker, but then Stephen Jarrett come out today and say we're keeping Cameron Archer. So he may not. I don't think that changes anything. But anyway, that's the yeah. point for another conversation. Well, you're, you need you need four you need four strikers in the squad, no matter what way you look at it. So I'm I'm hoping that he uh, that he he does go and and get the checkbook out for that too. I'd like to see another midfielder come in. Um, after that, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about what we need after that. I think I think if we sign a striker and a midfielder, I'd be very happy. Yeah, Freddie D says uh, says right back cash. Then who? I I think there's a lot of options at right back. Uh, you know, Cam Chambers is initially brought in there to play as a right back. You've got Ezri mm-hmm. Kanza. We've got five uh, lads. We've got five Premier League standard centre halves. Um, you know, we say it here. Kester Hayden is obviously going to be Ken around Kester the team. Ken yeah. Kester Hayden is staying around for one hundred percent sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, although, what was that bloke's name? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Shit. Excuse my language. We were linked with a right back today or late last night. It was a spurious tentative uh, link to a young right back. uh, Not a young right back. He was like 23, 24. Um... I'll try and dig it out. Can't even remember his name. Not like me not to remember somebody's name we, we were linked to, but uh, I can't remember it. I too, like Paddy, had a couple of alcoholic beverages last night, and it was then that I saw it. Uh, so mm. uh, I'll have to have to try and figure that out somewhere. But obviously, it was a spurious link, and it was that we were. It wasn't that we were. Um, we should we, pro- we should probably uh, say at this point that we, we were both on Monday hangovers. That it's a bank holiday here in Ireland. Just in case our, our yeah. UK listeners are wondering what we're up to on a school night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is a bank holiday, and it's been a fantastic bank holiday as well at that. But it's uh, yeah. So I think that there's options at right back. But I was saying there that we we sometimes joke and we whisper it here. But uh, uh, and I have no evidence to say this is the case. But you know, if things aren't going well for us, we could see 
three, five, two, come back. You know, I'm still not, I still don't think that that's a dead formation. Um, I still don't think it's a dead formation at all, considering the fact that we've got some brilliant centre halves in there. And uh, that might be a way of getting all of them in, into the team, keeping us strong defensively. We now have two bomb forward fullbacks. And if we were to bring in another midfielder, let's let's say Jeffrey Kondogbia not rocked up. Um, and I know he's not a creative player or whatever, but let's just say you have himself and Kamara in there, a bit of steel, and it'll, and you get Brindia, you get Bailey, you get Coutinho, you get uh, Watkins, you get Ings. You're able to find a way to kind of get them all in the team somewhere or at least have one coming off the bench. I think you could throw bodies forward while having enough big men back there to 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 save the day. Look, I'm just basically spitballing here. It's about a fucking 0.5% chance that it actually happens. But the squad, what I'm saying here is that the squad is big enough to have conversations about, you know, okay, do we need to change things up at some stage? Whereas last season, I just don't think we had that squad depth because of injuries and so on. Whereas this season, I think we could we could navigate some of them provided that uh, navigate some of them if all our centre halves stay stay fit because I think that's going to be real key for us this season. Uh, Absolutely. Who is Paddy, who's in who's Indy from Leicester? There's a few people mention him. Indeedy, I think it is. I think it's Indeedy. I think it's just a just um a because I was trying to figure that out as well. But uh, Wilfred Didi, Wilfred Didi would be class. Like, let's not get that wrong. But if Wilfred, like, if we get somebody like Kandogby or Wilfred and Didi, we're seeing a change in midfield. We have to, like, we, I, I think we have to be looking at 4 2 3 1 at that stage. Yeah. Um, I would imagine so. But once again, there's never been any, any talk of changing tactics. It's just not something Gerard has ever done. So until I see it, I won't really believe it. Now, I might, I might talk about it, but I won't really believe it um, until I see it. Um, yeah. So, Paddy, there is, uh, so I suppose really whenever anybody does these, uh, this is where we really leave ourselves open. I know I've got you to leave yourself open with your 61 points, 17 wins, 10 draws and 11 losses. Uh, but now what we're going to do, Paddy, is we're going to become both of us accountable together. And I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, obviously the customary player of the season, young player of the season, total goals. Uh, what was it? What were the other ones that we agreed on when we were talking about it earlier on? You had them written down there. Uh, league finishing oh. place, league winner prediction, who will be yeah. relegated, and cups where we go, where we get to in the cups, or where you'd be happy mm. with getting to in the cups. So look, we're going to start off with the player with the with the cups, Paddy, because we spoke about points and stuff like that. FA Cup, FA Cup, third round defeat to Manchester United, just to be consistent. Exactly, that's what I was going to say as well, and I actually kind of do half. I think that that is probably what's going to happen. League Cup. League Cup, um, I think we'll do quite well in. I, I think I think we'll be there, thereabouts with that one. I, th- I think the, the teams above us will treat it with disdain. And I think if we if we go hell for leather, we could be there, thereabouts with that one. Yeah, I head down a quarterfinal for that. That's what I've written down. Because I think that Stephen Gerrard is going to want to go hell for letter and be that person who's won a cup for the, for Villa for the first time since 96. Yeah. Not that other managers didn't want to do it, um, but I think he'll see himself, because a lot of his career was dictated around cup runs, cup wins, so I think that he'll want to instill that within the team and instill the importance of that as with regards to legacy. So I think he'll have a good crack off that and attack it, uh, attack it this season. Um, and we we did get a look in, in the FA Cup last season, you know, drawing Man United, and uh, we sh- in a game we should have won. Yeah. Um. Right. So that's the cups out of out of the way. Um. Who do you think the young player of the year is going to be? 
Young player of the year, I have Cameron Archer in there. I, th- I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to be sprung mainly from the bench. And I think he's going to gain us points. And he- this season will be remembered for his breakthrough season. I'm going to say Jacob Ramsey will win it again. Because he's still young enough. So I'm playing that one really safe. <laughs> I'm going to say it really safe. I did think about saying Josh Feeney, um, that there could be catastrophic injuries to our back line and Josh Feeney steps, steps in alongside Diego Carlos and has worldies. But uh, once again, that's just my overactive imagination there. So young player of the year, you're going with Archer. You're going with the fans' favourite. I'm using my analytic brain and saying that I think that Ramsey will just play like 32 games of the season and get young player of the year. Um, unless we sign somebody else. Uh, the, or maybe Kamara. Ooh, wait. Is he young enough? <laughs> no, I don't think he's young enough. Don't think he's young enough. Who do you think player of the year is going to be? Now, <clears throat> you just met, You just said I picked the fans' favourite here. I'm going to predict somebody this season become a fans' favourite. And that person is Diego Carlos. Yeah, I think both of us will go with Diego Carlos in that one. Um, Honourable mentions for me for player mm-hmm. of the season were going to be John McGinn. Um, just cause, why not? Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and Matty Cash again, but I think Diego Carlos. I think Diego Carlos is going to go down as a Olaf Melberg type for us. Uh, not that he's going to buy jerseys for everybody. Uh, on his last game when he leaves, <laughs> but I think he's just going to be one of these tough as nails defenders we're going to take mm-hmm. to. And uh, I think he already understands that that's what we expect him to be. So I uh, think so. Yeah, and well. we, we like you. You mentioned Melberg. Um, Martin Lawson was also a cold figure in that in that position. So, yes. um, I just I just think he has something about him that that's really going to excite our fans. And I think I think when he feels the love, he's going he's going to be huge for us. Yeah, absolutely. Honorable mentions as well. I think Leon Bailey, if he continues on his his scoring form, and he's he's uh he's a, he has the ability to be play, player of the year. Uh, just I, I just thought un- until we see stability and consistency with formation that we have specifically in the attacking positions, I think it could be someone further back the field that wins it. Just basically, I'm just going with who I think is going to play more games, going to have a bigger sample set, and probably probably going to have be able to put more on the table uh, to to be able to justify that. Yeah, that uh, that 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 role. Um, Paddy, top score. Will we have a top score? I'm sure we will have a top scorer and I, I'm going to make a bold prediction with this one because uh, I do believe when we sit for the team sheet tantrum on Saturday at 10 to 2, 10 to 2, mm, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the name that's going to jump off the team sheet for me is going to be Danny Ings. I think Danny Ings is going to start the season as our preferred number nine. I think he's going to play five or six games before a decision is made on him and I think Danny Ings will score the most goals this season, and I'm going to go with Watkins <laughs> because I think Watkins. I I think, and and you know it's it's a funny one because I've got I went back through games because I can't put my finger on why I was like well I know why I was so pissed off at Watkins after the game, um the the end game even though it was a it was a positive result, and I went back and he tends to not let any of that, like he tends to let that roll off his back and he does go and get uh, go on streaks when he doesn't score. And then he scores like two or three games in a row. So he's a streaky player. And mm. so I'm expecting him to score goals against Bournemouth as well. Uh, but the thing you know, is, it, if, 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 we're go, if we're going to go and, and get 60 points this year, we can't have streaky players. 
We need players that are going to do this week in, week out. What Danny you know, Ings? Danny doesn't exist. I, I predict that that's what Danny Ings yeah. is going to do this season. I really yeah. do. I think I think it's it's time for him to shit or get off the pot at this stage, and I I do think this is a huge opportunity for him to, to take that number nine short which he's been given. I would imagine him getting that number nine short is getting with plenty of pats on the back, and and being told it's it's yours until you lose it. So I think we're going to see phenomenal work rate from him from right from the start. And I do like Ollie Watkins just not cutting it for me in front of goal. So I do believe it'll be Danny Ings. Um, and Danny Ings was the guy last year who couldn't hit the back end of a barrel with a banjo either at times during the, so I think there's yeah, a bit of a role reversal there. No, but yeah. and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think I think both strikers it, it's basically one it, it's whoever fucking wants it, whoever's gonna grab it by the scuff of the neck is mm. going to get that job. But both of yeah. them are kind of standing back waiting for one of them to to uh to, to take up the mantle. So which is mm. strange because they're two England internationals and they are um yeah, and they're they're experienced enough, uh, played enough uh, senior games, like whether it be through up through the leagues or whatever, to know that they they have that fire to try and win it. But um, yeah, it'll be it will be an interesting one, and uh, I think that they'll all be looking at Bournemouth and going, I hope we can put three, four past. Is it Mark Travers still in goals for them? Mark Travers, yeah. Mark Travers, yeah. I'll be it. I don't want an Irish goalkeeper to have four goals put past him. Just there's a ton of Irish goalkeepers in the Premier League this season. It's actually really exciting. Between Gavin Bazuno, um Bazuno, Keevan Kelleher, who I think should should get a loan move because uh, he's just going to be Sparkler if he if he gets a lot of games. Mm. And then you've got Mark Travers and I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's other ones floating around the place there as well. But uh, they're all good young goalkeepers. If we could create Outfield players like we create goalkeepers, we'd be a final nation again in, in the footballing spectrum. Um, so right, so we're we're split on uh, on the top score, which is fine. Um, who do you think is going to be relegated from the Premier League next season, Paddy? Um, this one I, I agonised over for a while, but I'm gonna go for Fulham, Bournemouth. Fulham are gonna do a Fulham, yeah. Fulham, Bournemouth, and my left field one is Brentford. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think Fulham and Bournemouth uh, are the ones for me. And I'm just going to try and brighten. Why the fuck not? Why not? Why I did that last season, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you said to me, what? <laughs> yeah. But they didn't come anywhere near near relegation. I'm just I'm just thinking they've lost Basuma. They like they might lose Neil Mope. Now I would imagine they're gonna go they're gonna blow the bank closer to the end of the transfer transfer window. But you know, they're as of what we know now. Oh, actually, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it just just because because of the rivalry that isn't a rivalry. I'm gonna say wolves. I'm gonna say wolves. <laughs> just fucking just cause. Just cause of that fella who, who kept on singing that song about Villa going down, that, that stupid Wolves fan. Do you remember him on Twitter? No. What a prick. Um who's you watch these fan? things, Neil. I just scrolled past them. I couldn't I couldn't be arsed listening. I to get that. more I get more I get really angry about stuff I see on Twitter, and you get really angry about stuff you see in post match interviews. And I, I can't understand why you get angry in post match interviews, and you can't understand why I get angry at random stuff on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um some people are popping in their their um their pieces on 
uh, who's going to be relegated. Let's take a look at those before we, we get to uh, other ones. So Everton, Bournemouth, Fulham for James Roberts, uh, or James Saunders. Uh, Barry Robertson says Bournemouth, Fulham, Leeds. Uh, Fulham, Bournemouth, Leeds again from Western Oud. Um, Wolves, Fulham, Bournemouth, like myself, Leighton has picked those three. Um, Brighton, Bournemouth, Leeds. Ooh, that would be a tasty amount of that would be tasty three teams to go down. Mm. Um, Everton, Newcastle, and Leeds says Rod. Right, but we're going to have half the population of uh, of. Uh, um, oh no, that's there. All the fake rivalries are going to be after us because we read that one out now. Um, <laughs> uh, Bournemouth, Leeds, and Brentford, Fulham, Bournemouth. Uh, sorry, that was by Ed. Uh, Fulham, Bournemouth, and Manchester United says FM Rage. Fulham, Leeds, and Brighton to go down to Stevie, Stevie B, 19111978. Uh, Philly D says Southampton, Fulham, Bournemouth. Southampton go either way. Southampton could be a 10th tenth, tenth in the league this season, or they could be, um, or, 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 they, or they could be relegated. Uh, I'm having a complete little brain fart. Did Ralph Hasselhoot step down? No. Still there, isn't he? There was some talks that he said that he was going to maybe end. He's, or maybe when he finishes up at Southampton, he's not going to manage again or something. Yeah, like he could manage anything. They could lose 9-0 every game or they could win 6-0 every game. Um, he's been a very erratic manager, I think. Um, Wolves, Everton, Bournemouth for, for James Saunders. Ian says Bournemouth, Fulham, Leeds. Uh, uh, Fulham, Bournemouth and Wolves for da uh, for uh, Daryl Boag. Uh, 1982-2. Andy says Everton, Bournemouth and Fulham. Rob Henry says Bournemouth, Everton, Brentford. Kieran says Leeds, Nottingham Forest and Everton. Um, Rex says Forest has signed 12 players already. We know how that turns out. Yeah, but nobody's saying that Forest are going to do it at Fulham. Strange how that happens, isn't it? Strange how that <laughs> happens because... Uh, because Talksport know that Aston Villa will get uh, will get traction, um, and nobody wants to say Forest are going to go down because everybody wanted them in the bloody league for so long. Um, I think, I and think I the hope football, they do stay up. I think the football that he plays will, will be enough to keep them up. I think great coach, yeah, yeah, really good. We talk about Potter being a good coach. I think Cooper is probably even you know better than that again. Yeah, but he has to show it in the Premier League. Uh, actually, I don't say probably. I think he is better than that again, um, and he's going to have to show it in the Premier League. And I think Steve Cooper, like everybody talks about, Stephen Gerrard being the next Liverpool manager. Steve Cooper, if I'm not mistaken, did manage at Liverpool's underage during, up through their academy as well. And uh, he plays a quite a tantalising brand of football as well. But uh, another podcast for another day. Uh, Rex says Leeds, Everton, Forest. Ronan says Everton, Fulham, Bournemouth. Um, where are we? Uh, Philly D. Birmingham to be relegated. Absolutely. We did see a scurrilous rumour, and I hope it's not true, that Jason Knight from Derby is going to go to, is going to Birmingham. Um, no, we, we don't need promising young Irish players going to going to Tim Pot United, please. Uh, we don't want that at all. Um, excellent. So that's some good stuff there. Who do you think is going to win the league, Paddy? Liverpool. Yeah. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Uh, I had to say it really quick in case uh, in case someone heard it. But yeah, I think I think they're they're making all the right noises. So uh um, and plus the fact that nobody wants Man City to win anything, so no, why not pick Liverpool? Exactly, exactly. Who's going to be top scorer in the league, Paddy? Top scorer in the league is a difficult one. Um, if Sunday is anything to go by, it won't be Erlen Haaland. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I'm going to go with Harry Kane. Yeah, I think it's. And am I right in saying that he's on course to become the highest scoring? player in the, in the league like 
Well, like he's only just gone thirty, if I'm not mistaken, as well. He's only twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, only just he, going thirty. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's close to getting. I, th- I think it's Ray- Wayne Rooney. He goes past next, I think. Yeah. And he's also very close to being the all-time England top scorer as well. I think he's only yeah. six goals behind there. So, I think this is a big season for him to break records. For a guy that looks like the scratchy side of a matchbox, fair play to him. And for a guy who was sitting on the bench beside Jamie Vardy at Leicester, uh, only what ten, eleven years ago, um, in the in the Championship, uh, yeah. fair play to him. And for a guy who could guy another guy who could have dogged out for Ireland. Fair play to him. Yeah. Another one of our uh, our um, failed uh, granny rule um, people uh, that we got. So Kane, yeah, I'm. Am I gonna go with Kane? If I just throw something out there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gabriel Jesus. Why not? Just just because we all know it's going to be Kane anyway. So <laughs> just want to throw someone out there. Um, who do you think the Player of the Year in the league is going to be this year? Um. That's a that's a more difficult one now. I I'm I'd be leaning towards, uh, just based on how good he was last season. Mo Salah being player of the year again. Um, I just I just think Liverpool are gonna just run amok this year. I think they're I think they're just a different beast. So yeah, I'll go with Salah. I'm gonna go with Liverpool player as well, and I'm gonna go with somebody who I think is gonna have a massive season this season. He's going to step out of the shadow of Sadio Mane and he's had half a season to acclimatise. I think Luis Diaz is really good. And I think that he's going to pick up a lot of assists this season. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely going to be in my uh, fantasy. Oh, actually, I don't think I have him in there at the moment because I couldn't. Yeah, I was waiting to see if somebody else was going to. Gonna go. I was waiting to see if Bert Leno was gonna move to move to Fulham or not, and I was gonna put him in as goalkeeper. I would have freed up the funds. But Luis Diaz, I think I'm gonna go with another outfield one. I'm gonna another uh, left field one. Should I say Luis Diaz? Why not? Um, it just reminded me I need to set up the the fantasy football again. So we'll I'll share out the link in the next few days. We'll we'll put it on Twitter, and those that were on it last year will already be back in it. So. I couldn't tell you where I finished last year. I gave up after about six games, which is you my finished ahead of me, believe it or not, for someone that gave up. <laughs> see that. Yeah, see that. I too, I too many things to be doing last season than to be looking at that. Uh, and last, Paddy, um, I know I said I got you to do the uh, do the points, and I said we weren't going to do league positions, but I lied. And our big finale for this, Paddy, where do you think Villa are going to finish? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with exactly what Gerard said and go seventh and I'd be happy with that. Oh yeah. Um I'm gonna go with I'm I think I'm gonna go ninth at the moment. I'm gonna temper last season I last season I think I might have said that Watkins is gonna was gonna score over twenty goals and Danny Ings could get close to twenty goals as well. Um, so that every so often I wake up in the middle of the night and I, I have a little shiver at myself for actually uttering those words last season when it just didn't go that way, it didn't go to plan. Um, not that they can't mm. do it, don't get me wrong, I'm not denigrating them, but we were just I was just so far off the mark. So I'm going to temper my excitement. I'm going to say maybe ninth this season. Yeah. Um, and uh, forward progress, onward progression, and stuff like that. Based on who we have, let's say Ibrahim Sangare and Sangare and <laughs> fuck it. I don't know, Jonathan David come through the door before a transfer window and the, and the club blows, 40, blows 80 million on two players, well, then I'd be saying seventh all day long, but just at yeah. this moment in time. Well, well, I think if we if we don't get seventh this season, we better be bloody winning a cup. 
That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. I, I, I just, everything is pointing towards the fact that we've so, we've so much at stake, we've so much money invested, um, both by the owners and by the fans, that something has to change on the pitch. And this is a huge season for us. I think anything less than seventh, I'd be very disappointed. I, I Yeah, and I'm going to temper that as well, Paddy. And you, this is the second or third time you said in the podcast tonight, there's been a big investment by the owners. I'm still even of the opinion that, you know, we've been dicked over again by... Um, so when we obviously, when Randy Lerner took us over, we were on the up and up and then Man City got bought, bought by, by Sovereign Nation. Um, then we were on the up and up under Suarez and, and Edens and then Newcastle United get bought by Sovereign Nation. And I think some of the spending we're doing is to stand still into future years, if that makes sense. So I've got a whole other theory on that too. Um, and I'm just, I suppose, for everybody, everybody kind of talks about the money tree is going to, is going to, um, to dry up at some stage. But I think that the club are very much in the moment at this moment in time looking to get the likes of, I think, Bertrand Troy. I, I think Bertrand Troy is going to be gone. I think we get a decent fee for him. I think there's probably going to be lots of, uh, I would imagine that he's still well loved in France and we could get a decent fee from him there. Maybe he goes back to Rain. I think he'd be a nice player that would suit their type of football. Um, not the football we saw from him at the weekend, but their type of football. Maybe Leon wants to sign him and so on like that. Um, if we don't finish top half, I think Jared will be gone. Yeah, I think that's probably fair enough. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with Scott there. I think, I think, I think it would be classed as a huge failure if we're not top half. I, I, I actually think that we were incredibly unlucky not to be top half last season, in a way as well. But we didn't make it, and fourteenth looks bad. But I think we were unlucky not to be top half. You know, if we, mm. if we beat Man City in the last day of the season, I think we finished tenth, um, and Liverpool win the league. So it, it's, it, it was very slim margins, um, with regards to that. But still, we finished where we finished, and that's where we deserve to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, um, right. I think that's going to do as I said. This is going to be a short one. I didn't lie. It's only the fifty minutes uh, for this one uh, tonight. But uh, everybody, thank you so much uh, for watching and for listening to this podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything in the off season. We just basically decided we we're going to pump out stuff in the off season, and I love doing it. And uh, I hope you guys really like some of the content. But we're coming back into into real season stuff at the moment and uh, really excited we should we're going to be looking at at least three if not four podcasts every single week um going forward we've got some things up our sleeve and uh, should something that we've been discussing recently come off it might be even five podcasts a week so we'll be busy bees and we hope you guys stay with us for um for the uh, for the coming season as well because we've uh, we've really enjoyed it we've gone massive like for us for our little podcast uh, we've gone exponentially over the off season and uh, we hope to continue to grow with you guys on board as well and you guys helping us grow. So if you give this a thumbs up, I really appreciate it. For those of you that aren't subscribed to the audio podcast, all I'm asking you to do is click on the subscribe button on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcast. You can continue to listen to us here. Just build up our subscription numbers and those um, audio podcast um, uh, platforms as well would be really, really good and really appreciate that too. Um, but giving us a thumbs up here is good. Sharing the links and commenting on uh, on the streams. Thank you so much, guys, for doing that because it really gets our name out there and uh, helps other people find the podcast. Um, and I really appreciate everything you've done for us over this off-season. So we're going to leave it at that, guys. Uh, Paddy maintains we're going to get 61 points. And I'm putting that all back on Paddy. And I maintain that Gabriel Jesus and is going to become top scorer and Wolves are going to get relegated. So we've had some out there uh, things tonight, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I'm going to let you all back to it. I'm sure uh, I'm glad that no one's given any spoilers about Love Island in the, in the comments because uh, I'm just going to go back in and watch it on record, obviously. 
um, and uh, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night. But thanks very much, everybody. We'll be back with a preview show for the Brighton game. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum for, or sorry, for the Bournemouth game. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum for the Bournemouth game. We'll be back with a post-match review for the Bournemouth game. And I'm really looking forward to everything over the over the, the weekend. So until then, guys, stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.